Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. Welcome to the At Work in America show. My name's Steve Bowes, Trish McFarland. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Steve. How are you? I am great. I'm really excited for today's show on a topic that's near and dear to our hearts that we love covering. It's all about access to opportunity, inclusion. And it's a great story, honestly. And, and we've got a great guest who can better tell some of, uh, of this story than we can. But I'm super excited today, Trish. And, and thank you for setting this up, by the way. This show was your idea. I know. Well, you know what? Like you mentioned, it's near and dear to our hearts for that reason. Uh, It's also about thrifting, which is super popular. And it's been something I've loved doing for at least 20 years. So sort of uh, multiple multiple levels of uh, greatness on today's show. We've got a great guest. He's waiting in the wings. Before we welcome him, Trish, we must thank our friends, of course, at Paychex. This episode of At Work in America is sponsored by Paychex. One of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. Trish, check this out. This is new. Right now, new customers take advantage of the best deal of the year. If you sign up today, Trish, you get six months of payroll processing for free. Six months. You heard that right. Six months of payroll processing for free when you sign up with Paychex today. The special promotion is only available until May 31st. That's soon. So visit Paychex.com slash A-W-I-A right now to sign up today. That's Paychex.com slash A-W-I-A. Trish, terms and conditions do apply. That's pretty cool. Payroll processing is super complicated and super important. And Paychex does a great job for all the hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of small businesses they work with. So thanks to them. All yes, right. absolutely. We're happy to welcome Lloyd Lewis. He is the CEO of the ARC Thrift Stores of Colorado, one of Colorado's largest employers of persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities, recyclers, and relief organizations. Under Lloyd's tenure, ARC Thrift has funded over $250 million to nonprofit causes and charities since 2005. When and where he can, Lloyd takes a stand and has issued a challenge to all CEOs and business leaders to follow his lead and change how we approach and truly embody inclusion in this country. Lloyd, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, it's great to be here. Things are good. And I just appreciate you guys doing this. I'm excited. As are we, Lloyd. I love the story, but I'd rather uh, you tell it. Honestly, like ARC Thrift Stores in Colorado, supporting persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. What what took you to this? Like, I know when we've talked to a lot of people in this kind of work, there's always a really interesting kind of tale behind it. I'd love to hear yours. Sure. Here's my story, and it's kind of different. So prior to this uh, great nonprofit, I had a financial career. I was doing municipal finance in Philadelphia. I went back for an MBA in finance from the University of Chicago. I came out to Colorado with IBM, did a series of companies after IBM. And just prior to ARC, I was CFO for a high tech that was ultimately sold to Micron. In 2003, my entire world and life and career and life trajectory changed. With the birth of my son, Kennedy, born in 2003, uh, unbeknownst to us, Kennedy was born with 
Down syndrome. And uh, he's just an amazing young man and a beautiful personality and just a, a wonderful addition to our family. And initially, I got involved in scientific research advocacy because I'm kind of a type A. And I worked with a philanthropist, and she has created now the world's largest Down syndrome research institute um, here in, in Colorado, at the University of Colorado, named for a neuroscientist I brought into the project. And uh, then I was recruited to the ARC thrift stores, where I thought I could take my business skills and help create funding to help people like my son. And it's just been an amazing experience and the highlight of my career. It's such a great story. And I love that there's a personal background that really drives your passion. Um, one question for you. You said you were recruited to ARC thrift stores. Did they have any type of program for hiring people who were either intellectually or development, developmentally disabled before your uh, being recruited, or was that something that you actually brought to the ARC thrift stores with you? They had a much smaller program. I think when I started in 2005 here at the ARC thrift stores, we had 10 employees with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which, as you know, are uh, people with Down syndrome, autism, cerebral palsy, and all forms of cognitive uh, impairment. And uh, we were also hiring others from other um parts of the population who needed uh, employment. But when I started here at ARC, because I'm the father of a wonderful young man with Down syndrome, I thought, you know, we should hire people like my son. Mm -hmm. So I put that in place. What, what happened with that was unexpected. It, we now have 450 wonderful employees with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Wow. They are the center of the company. They inspire their fellow employees. They love to contribute. They're typically very positive. They love to work in teams. Uh, and they are just wonderful employees with practically no turnover. And, uh, you know, what I learned was not only was it the right thing to do, but it was the best thing I could do for my business. And it's cool when you can put those, those two pieces together. Not only is it the right thing, but it's a smart business thing to do. You know, what I found is through their employment, they inspire their fellow employees. And when you inspire your co-employees, uh, you enhance morale. When you enhance morale, you enhance productivity. When you enhance productivity, you enhance revenue. And when you enhance revenue, you enha enhance earnings. So again, I would do it anywhere. We had 14 record years pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And they helped us get through our COVID period by being so dedicated and we are continuing record years starting in 2021. And I attribute half or more of our success uh, to their employment. You know, DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is such an important uh, uh, part of our, you know, development as a society and corporate culture. Uh, and it's so cool that we are employing so many different people who add to our companies, whether they're people of color or LGBT or people from different um, countries and different languages and experiences. One part of DEI that uh, unfortunately doesn't get as much focus are people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I am uh, encouraging fellow employers and fellow CEOs and doing public speaking on the contributions and benefits of including people with intellectual disabilities 
as part of your DEI programs. And I know your wonderful listeners and members are already doing a lot in this area, and I want to thank them for that. But I encourage them to do as much as they can and hire as many as they can, and I think they'll find tremendous benefits to their organizations. Lord, we've uh, thank you for that background and and that reset, Lord. We've done a, a number of shows um, from different angles of the kind of accessibility and inclusion spectrum. And one of the things we'll hear a lot is uh, many employers, many managers specifically, become concerned about they want to be more open, they want to be more accessible, they want to create opportunities, but they're concerned. They think the accommodations might be too costly or complex or the adjustment period perhaps into a workflow or a routine or a process, right, might be too difficult, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people tell us that's not really true, right, in the real world. That's a misnomer or it's it's, it's a falsity. I'd love for you to comment a little bit about that issue. Fortunately, that's, that's not true. And, uh, you know, if it were true, my company would not have had the success we've, we've had. You know, 17 of 18 record years doing well over $100 million in revenue now. Wow. Um, but on the accommodation side, if you think about it, we make accommodations for all of our employees anyway, whether it's scheduling or needed sick time or needed childcare time or or helping people flex through different you know experiences in their home and et cetera. Uh, on the accommodation side for people with intellectual developmental disabilities, it's mostly around, you know, what are their interests? What kinds of jobs might they like to do? Uh, you know, what kind of flexible schedule can we provide? There is there is really no cost involved in accommodations, and it's really not that difficult to do. On the training side, uh, we just simply uh, pair people incoming, whether they have a disability or not, with, um, you know, people on the job who can help do on-the-job training. And people with intellectual disabilities are very eager to learn, very receptive to direction, very uh, cooperative in nature. And, you know, we pro- we find uh, no more problems, probably fewer problems in onboarding and managing employees with IDD as we do with our typical employees. Right. Well, and thank you for saying that we make accommodations to all employees, because I think that sometimes leaders get stuck in their own head that an accommodation is something that's really unique. And really, you're right. We're making accommodations all the times for different people. So what I would love to hear about, though, is you mentioned onboarding, but let's back up even a little bit further. So in terms of being able to find potential employees who might be um, with, you know, with IDD, um, how are you doing that? And then what does the interview process look like? Are you making any changes to that? Or are you just, you know, sort of seeing what the person's needs are in the moment and kind of going with that? How do you approach the both selection of individuals for the positions as well as the interview process? Uh, for most of our employees with IDD, they approach us. Uh, for people who aren't currently being approached by people with IDD, most states have departments of vocational rehabilitation. Most states have various uh, disability organizations that are seeking to find employment for people with IDD or who can refer you to potential employees. And it's not really 
that difficult. If you look for an ARC in your state, uh, ARCs uh, advocate for people with intellectual disabilities. United Cerebral Palsy does as well, Special Olympics. If you just look for organizations related to intellectual disabilities in any state and just put in a call, you'll find a ready source of wonderful uh, people who would love to uh, love to work for you. As you as you bring them in for interviews, are you having to make any sort of accommodations in terms of the way that you interview or your other leaders or whoever's conducting the interviews? Because I know sometimes, you know, for example, if you have if you're on the spectrum, you might not have eye contact, right? Like like a typical candidate would. What kind of interview um, procedures or or things are you putting in place to help that? When we're approached by someone with IDD for employment or introduced to someone, it's more of a conversation rather than an interview, more than a resume and tell us about your job experience and your education. It's more about learning who they are as people, who they are as human beings, what their likes are, what their interests are. Uh, Have they worked previously? What did they enjoy? What did they not enjoy about that? And in any company, there are a myriad of tasks that people with IDD can uh, gladly perform. And for us, it's more about finding, uh, you know, an interest on the part of someone with IDD and uh, slotting them into something, giving it a shot. If it doesn't pan out, then we try something else. And uh, I'm proud to say that we've never been approached by anyone with IDD about employment that we haven't found employment for. Uh, Their contributions are just tremendous, and they make such wonderful employees that for us, it's more a matter of, okay, you want to work for us, let's find something that you like to do and something that we can help you with. I love that approach. Yeah, that is pretty amazing, uh, Lloyd, that uh, that you've decided it's, it's not about figuring out if that person can be a fit for you, it's more a bit, let's find a fit for that person, right? And find the right place for that, where they can thrive. Exactly, exactly. It's it's more about who are they, who they are as people, what are their likes, what are their interests, uh, their enthusiasm, their positivity, their willingness to contribute and be a part of our, our team is just inspirational. And they're much easier to onboard, I think, than a lot of other employees, because they are so uh, eager and enthusiastic. Lloyd, I'm curious about the age range. And the reason that I'm asking this is because I I find that sometimes in talking with um, different people who might have someone who has um, an intellectually disabled person in their family, maybe Maybe that person has never been diagnosed as to what they have or what the challenges might be. And so they often think that this person is not capable of having a job. So I'd love to hear what are sort of the age ranges that you have who are employees and what would you say to a parent or a family member out there who might think that someone in their family just really can't work, but maybe they could and maybe they would thrive when doing so. In our company, the minimum age for employment is 18 for insurance reasons. Fortunately for me, as you can see, we have no upper limit on age. <laughs> so there's no, you know, if if people uh, can perform and do the jobs, you know, we have people in their 70s and 80s and, and you know, age does not matter to us. 
does not matter to us. But there is a minimum age requirement for insurance. For families who have uh, individuals with disabilities who don't believe that they can then, uh, you know, be employed, I would say, you know, find a uh, good IDD employer. The grocery stores are really good. Retailers are really good. There's many other companies that are good. Walgreens, Walmart, you know, many companies. But, you know, find the right person to work with your family member. Find out what their philosophy of employing your family member is. Um, do they support people with disabilities? Do they understand the contributions they can make? And we have a whole range of types of individuals with disabilities who work for us. Uh, they can work anywhere from one hour a week to 40 hours a week. And there's always some job in your company that anyone uh, with a disability can do. And if needed, there can be a job coach. Departments of Vocational Rehabilitation typically provide those. Thank you for sharing that because I'm I'm really trying to explain to people maybe who have family members who have never worked um, that it's it's some way for them to actually add purpose and value to their life. And I love that you said, even if it's just an hour a week, right? Help that person in your family or a friend of the family get out there and be productive and add value and feel valuable, right? I mean, I think it works both ways. So I love that you're doing this. I also love that you don't have sort of a an age limit. I was hoping that was the answer. Um, because I think too, there, there are people who, again, maybe have never worked, maybe they're in their 50s or 60s, and it would be a great way for them to start now. It's never too late, right? Our employees with intellectual disabilities find such purpose and employment with us such value in their social interactions. We have supplemental programs. We have an educational program, a social program, a community service program. And for a lot of our employees with intellectual disabilities, it becomes a major part of their life in addition to their families. A lot of them believe that if they don't show up for work when there's two feet of snow on the road, that you know the company is going to collapse. <laughs> they are the last person to call in sick, if ever. And uh, their attendance is amazing. Uh, but the, the purpose they find, just like the three of us on this interview, uh, people want to contribute. They want to make a difference. They want to help. They want to develop friendships. They want to socialize. It's amazing what you find when you include people with intellectual disabilities um, in your workforce. So this educational program we do, by the way, it's a series of post-secondary styled monthly classes is money, computers, pet care, transportation, et cetera. And if they participate, it's not grade-based, participate in at least one course, it's a certificate. Six mm -hmm. of 12 is a bachelor's degree. Nine of 12 is a master's. 12 of 12 is a PhD. Mm -hmm. When you go to our graduation, you would think you're at Harvard commencement. And they're just mm -hmm. all fired up in front of family and friends. And I tell them it, it angers me they have more degrees than me some of our guys have like six <laughs> but it's it's just inspiring to our management and to our fellow employees we do a social program we may go to the museum or the zoo or go to dinner they they love karaoke and i remember hiding in the men's room with karaoke because they were threatening to bring me out to sing ring of fire <laughs> they waited until i left and then they drug me to the mic 
which I could semi pull off because I have a deep voice. It's out of tune. And we have a community <laughs> service program with the International Civitans where they do community service projects. They may collect clothing for the homeless. They may send nice letters to seniors in assisted living. They might develop care packages for military service personnel serving overseas. But they love to give back to the community. They love to socialize. And they love to learn and participate in learning, just like the rest of us. Boy, thank you for uh, sharing all of that. It's remarkable the the community uh, that you've built there, both inside and outside of, of, of the workplace and the success you've had. I'd, I'd love to know, Lloyd, as, as a nonprofit, you know, the cynic might say, and that's not me, Lloyd, but the cynic might say. <laughs> Is that true? Are you sure that's not you, Steve? Is she the person I got to talk this up to? Yeah, she's oh rough. Goodness. I always have what to. What he's doing to you, Trish? Don't let him I know. I always have to try to cheer her Boyd, up. Lloyd, but... I'm, I'm like ready to come volunteer in your stores. <laughs> we look forward to it. You should. You, that would do you good. Let me tell you that. But, oh my uh, you know, as the non, it's a nonprofit organization. It's a big one, though, right? We're talking about a $100 right. million dollar organization. You certainly have to achieve business quote unquote success in order right. to keep the stores open and create these opportunities, not just for the, the folks, uh, the IDD folks, but for everyone, even for yourself, I'd imagine. Um, the, the cynic though, or the corporate, right. We know you, Lloyd, you spent X number of years, right. Uh, in, in the corporate for-profit world, it can be a challenge, I think, for some organizations to really commit uh, to the level which uh, you guys have, right? When they get concerned about, oh, I got to make the quarter or the stock prices X, Y, Z, or, you know, the boss is on me for X number of widgets to get out the door this month, et cetera. Is there some, yeah, kind employ, of, I don't know, balance you found in your career between? Yeah, employing people with intellectual develop and developmental disabilities, by the way, it's a great way to make the quarter. Mm -hmm. Great way to pump up the stock price. You know, we've had 17 of 18 record years only yeah. interrupted by COVID. And the inspiration provided by our employees with intellectual disabilities, you know, one of the big keys to any company is morale, esprit de corps, having a purpose, serving a mission. You know, I was on an employment panel at the World Down Syndrome Congress Convention held many years ago at the United Nations. And on the panel with me was someone who was on the senior team at Walgreens. And he had created a 500-person distribution facility in Anderson, South Carolina. Half of the employees had a disability. And wow. it became his most successful distribution facility. He then ripped it out across all 23, 22 Walgreens distribution facilities. He found the same thing that I found, that it improves business performance. And when he let, retired from Walgreens, because of his success, the CEO committed that one out of 10 new employees would have a disability. And again, it's not a drag on earnings. It helps you pump up earnings. And, and the public loves it. You know, people will shop and, you know, become customers of companies because of what they do for the community. The public very much appreciates people with Down syndrome and cerebral palsy and autism. And they love to support companies that support those communities. I feel like we hear so often that there is a shortage of good workers. And we find, Steve and I, just in our research and in interviews we do with people, that 
this is still a a widely untapped population of really strong, skilled workers. Can you talk a little bit about just some of the more general skills that people who have IDD are bringing to your workplace or to Walgreens or to other workplaces like yours? Yeah, that's a very important point. There are 10 plus million open jobs in this country. There are six and a half million people with intellectual disabilities in this country with an 80% unemployment rate. There are millions of people with intellectual disabilities who are available to fill these open jobs. And it's just a matter of reaching out to the right people to get these these resources. Uh, I want to go back on the other point for just a minute in terms of the quarter. But I was recently at my 35th MBA reunion at the University of Chicago. Our keynoter was Satya Nadella, who is the CEO of Microsoft. And he talked about his children, one of whom had severe cerebral palsy, who he lost last year at age 26, and another daughter who has a severe learning disability. And he talked at length about the impact they had on him as a human being, as a businessman. And the main lesson he drew from his kids is a lesson I've drawn from my son. And business people can draw from employing people with intellectual disabilities. He talked about empathy. And when you enhance your empathy as a human being, not only do you have better relationships with friends and family, but you understand your customers better. What are their real needs? What are they they not expressing that they truly need? Same thing with your employees. So again, this all feeds on itself. You know, when, when you, the more people I employ with intellectual disabilities, the better my company does. And it's not something I knew would happen, but now I understand why it's happened. And I'm trying to speak out as much as I can nationally to encourage others to experience the same success that I've had. And anyone's welcome to reach out to me and we're happy to help in any way we can. Yeah, Lloyd, that's the one, the number one message I'm taking away from the show. And I hope people, others take away from it as well, is that don't be beguiled by thinking this is some sort of uh, charity or this is some sort of uh, detracting on performance or some negative or some hindrance to how the organization might operate. Quite the contrary, right? Your message is very clear that, hey, this is helping us become successful, remain successful and thrive. We are a social enterprise. We're at heart a retail business. And prior to me, it was felt that this kind of employment would detract from the business. But, you know, we have uh, quadrupled revenue. We've increased earnings tenfold. We've doubled our customer base. And a lot of that is due to this uh, employment program that we have for these wonderful individuals who contribute so much to us. Yeah, well said. Um, Lloyd, I'm curious. You mentioned you have a son, and if I'm doing my math right, he should be about 19 or so. He'll be 20 in August. Has he worked for ARC yet? Or I know he's still on the young side, but. He's in a day program, and he's also in a high school transition program, but he is doing some work for us. And I wondered how that was going, and I'm told he's very serious on the job. But once his, his shift is done, he's ready to shop. And I think he outshops his paycheck. But he, you know, he wears his ARC polo shirt, his ARC hat. He's all ready to roll. He goes in, he starts hanging men's clothing. And uh, I think he has a real future with us. And by the way, 
uh, he has aspirations to succeed me, which is very popular with my management team. They think he'd be a wonderful. <laughs> they think it would be a more fun company if my son were a president. And that's probably true. It. He's great with knock knock jokes, by the way. See, I, you know, uh, workplaces need that, right? You need that levity sometimes. And you, you haven't lived till you're in front of a gal of 500 people and they all say not who, you know, knock, knock. And they all say, who's it? A lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. One thing it's sort of, it sounds like he's maybe an unofficial ambassador, but maybe he's an official ambassador. Could you talk a little bit about, I know you have ambassadors and what, what does that mean? And who, who has that role? Uh, our ambassadors are employees with intellectual disabilities. Anyone who'd like to join our program can. And again, there are three monthly events. And there's our educational program uh, that we do. And there's our social program and our community service program. And anyone with an intellectual disability is welcome to participate. They are joined by uh, typical employees and some of their management. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That sounds like it. Well, this is the last thing for me. I promise we'll let you go. The the Arc Empire is massive. I'm just I I was trying to count up the number of locations real quick from the website. I don't think I can do it. Uh, so maybe for folks who want to get involved, even if it's just to come in and and buy some things and and help the cause that way. What's uh, or certainly to learn more about the great we, work you're doing we, there as well. What's the best way to for them to do that? Well, we have 34 stores along the Front Range of Colorado, from the north in Fort Collins to the south in Pueblo, and on the western slope in Grand Junction. You can go to our website. You can find the nearest store location. And by the way, so your listeners know, there's no credit limit in our stores, uh, which my wife knows all too well, and I encourage the stores to tell her they're about to close or the registers aren't working, but she's quite (laughs) the shopper in our stores. We have freestanding donation stations where you can drop off donations, 15 across the state. You can also drop off donations uh, at our stores. You can go to our website and there's a, uh, a place on our website where you can volunteer to help us with our programs, whether it's our ambassador programs or our store processing or accepting donations. Uh, you can always uh, donate cash if you're so inclined. Uh, there's a tab on our website for that. The public is very generous, very supportive. We have 6 million customer transactions annually. And, uh, you know, the public, we collect over 100 million pounds of donations annually and process two to 300 million items. So nice. people in Colorado are extremely generous. And anyone who'd like to support us is, is you know, as a father, and as a CEO of this organization, it means a lot. But yeah. starting with the father part, it means a lot to me that people support people like my son. Yeah, that's fantastic, Lloyd. Uh, now, the website, we'll put it in the show notes as well. It's arc, A-R-C, thrift.com. And I also, Trish, and uh, listeners will direct you to the podcast tab on the website where you can subscribe to the Get Thrifty podcast, which is my favorite podcast name of I've, of a podcast I've heard in years. So. <laughs> it's all about it's about shopping and thrifting and repurposing and upcycling. I looked through some of the episodes. It looks really cool. So you can check that out as well. Yeah, I have a question, Lloyd. Are you on social media? Do you have a TikTok account? Are you are you promoting um, maybe some of all of these great programs and these great employees that way? So as an official boomer, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I have a um, an Instagram account, I think. <laughs> not doing the TikTok thing, 
but the company is. So the company on TikTok, the company's on all aspects of social media. And you can go on and be a Facebook fan on our site. We have over 40,000 fans. And the company itself is all over social media. And me, on the other hand, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're you're on social media as a company. And I would also encourage people to go and follow you there as well, because I think that's a really good way to see firsthand what you're up to and what all of your employees are doing, um, how the academy is going, and just watching you all living the mission. And, and I'll give you my cell phone number in case any of your listeners want to reach out to me directly. Sure. <laughs> you listen to this program. Is 720-206-7047, 720-206-7047. And again, we are more than happy to help anyone uh, put in a program like we have and support you in any way we can. That's awesome. Great, great stuff. I love it, Trish. Well, next time you're in Colorado, you are going to go visit one of the stores. 100%. Shoot a little video for us. And, and I will. Great. Bring several credit cards, several credit bring, cards. Bring, right. Bring a lot of cash. Get me one of those shirts or hats, Trish, and I'll wear it on the next podcast. All right, please. Okay. Very good. I will do it. All right. Uh, Roy Lewis, CEO of Arc Thrift Stores, Colorado, just doing amazing work, wonderful work, inspiring story. Best to you, best to your son, best to all your wonderful employees. It's been great to talk to you. Great meeting you. And thank you for spending some time with us today. Thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. All right. Good stuff, Trish. Awesome stuff. Great. Uh, All kudos to you for making this happen. Wonderful, wonderful topic. Great, great story. Uh, One of the best ones we've had in ages. So uh, thanks to you and thanks to our friends at Paychex, of course, and make sure you check out what they're uh, they're up to as well with their six months free payroll offer. All right. I think that's it, Trish. That sounds good. It's been a great show. Awesome stuff. Well, good to see you. Thank you again, Lloyd. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and check out all the show archives at hrhappyhour.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.